0: Come on. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene People up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City People down the whole 305 South Florida region You are tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate Again, that is 877-37-GRIND or 877-374 7463 we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Today's show is being presented by doseki's Get a dose. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that happened over the weekend, sports-related, that you want to bring to the airwaves that we're not discussing, you can feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Sports Grind. And also keep in mind, if you – or in a market that doesn't carry us terrestrial-wise, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com and you can click the play button and you can listen to us live there. And also, if you ever miss any of the shows, daily shows live, you can always go to the same website, sportsgrindonline.com, where you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. seven seven three seven grind What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll? All right. So just a programming note and a reminder again, in case you missed last Thursday's show or Friday, um, tomorrow will be the last show for us for this week as we uh, break for spring break. Um, So, um, yeah. So I think when you tune in uh, probably Wednesday through Thursday, some of our affiliates, you'll have a best of for the most part. Uh, But we'll be off returning back a week from today. So, there's a lot we'll try to fit in uh between today and tomorrow before we break, so just a reminder um after tomorrow we'll be um off the airways for the rest of the week. But until then, let's get the short week started um you know, <clears throat> we've got a lot of going on. I mean, we finally got the brackets set for the most part. we got these playing games that we've had for the last few years for a while um I'm kind of torn on this either way because it, when it first started, I couldn't stand them because it's just like really, you know. Uh, but I've gotten used to it. But we got the play-in starting tomorrow and Wednesday, uh, so no action today as we're coming off of a weekend of conference championships. I haven't even broke down all the bracket all together. Uh, we'll kind of spend more time to that tomorrow. Uh, I'll probably look at one tonight or early in the morning and fill it out. Uh, but we can definitely talk about <clears throat> some of the big stories that surround college basketball uh, when we get uh, to that here shortly. Now, the Alabama Crimson Tide, they've got the number one overall seed. I've been kind of talking about that. I mean, the naked eye test, I figured they deserve it. But this was after they'd won in dominating fashion in the SEC tournament. It wasn't even close. I mean, they didn't get challenged. I mean, we know this team is surrounding uh, – a bunch of controversies surrounding this team because of Brandon Miller. Uh, but, you know, and you can say what you want about him. Um, you know, it, this is going to be very intriguing to me um, in regards to just the tournament with this particular team. Because I haven't really studied yet their path, you know, to the uh Sweet sixteen or final four compared to other regions. I hope to have that you know process by tomorrow. Who's the toughest region and stuff? As I was getting ready for the show just a while ago, I saw K at the City Rob message me talk about Kansas got screwed already every year. Rob, he he comes out with some well, oh, Kansas. I don't even know. I know they have a tough path, but anyway, that's Kansas. I mean, that's Kansas. It's you know it's good news that Bill Self looks like he's going to be back in good health by the time we uh, tip this off. But we'll get to the other things about that I definitely want to talk about. And I've kind of defended him for the most part. Because, you know, I even know after the last few weeks, AC was telling me, you know, would David, I don't know, it could be his fault, North Carolina. I'm like, man, the guy just went to the finals and won last year. But this was crazy. They made history, though. But I got to rip them we'll get to that because it's just it's 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 a terrible situation. I think it sends a bad message. We'll talk about what they did if you're not aware of it by now, but you've got college basketball and the March Madness is here. So get your office pool tournament brackets ready. Uh this is really, you know, when you talk about <clears throat> Vegas out in the desert and the sports betting world, uh this is probably up there with the Super Bowl. And I think sometimes it even out does the Super Bowl in wagering and bets. Um, per se, because of the March tournament, I mean, I know they said if you haven't experienced Vegas during March Madness, you need to do it. I haven't done it yet, but that's what they say. So it's definitely a time for that area people that partake besides just the office pools. So we'll definitely get into that. The women's bracket is set to South Carolina. They're looking to make history as well, too. Uh, trying to become the first repeat champion Since UConn did it uh, So the women are um, set to go as well So you have that going on um, Also NBA continues to roll on um, You know the uh, Your San Antonio Spurs Picked up a victory Friday against the Nuggets at home And then they go yesterday And lose to Oklahoma at home And you know Denver follows that up With a loss at home Um That they suffered to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, The Nuggets are getting. They've been looking kind of suspect the last week or so, but I think what it is, they're kind of getting bored and long season fatigue as well, too. Uh, But the question I had in the docket, should they be? and i don't think they should because they haven't accomplished anything yet. See, to me it's okay for a team like Golden State that's been through like six finals, seven many finals, it's been through this dynasty run, defending champs. I can get this I can see them getting, you know, short fatigue like, you know, hey, it's spring break. We only have to work 2 days this week. I'm gonna mail it in early. It's pretty much what I'm doing for the next 2 days, but not really. But it's I mean, they can get away with it. Denver, there's no excuse, man. You haven't, I mean, you haven't even sniffed. I mean, you haven't had no champagne burn your eyes. I mean, you've got the reigning back-to-back MVP, maybe be going for a 3 But you shouldn't be losing to teams like the Spurs at home. I mean, on the road. And then following that up, you come and lose to the Brooklyn. And we know what they've been through since the trade deadline. And that's the type of stuff that'll get them freaked up freaked out up there in Colorado. Because they already think the whole world's against them anyway and don't want them to win the championship. And it's funny when I hear some of their um some of my colleagues talk about this up in Colorado because the one thing that they'll tell the fans is if that's the case, how do you think San Antonio got five? You think anybody, you think the league wanted San Antonio to become a, dy- a short dynasty and get five titles? That's for the conspiracy people out there, the grassy knoll. But trust me, I've said this repeatedly over the last few weeks. Nugget fans really remind me, and they might even be a little bit worse, but they remind me of Spur fan in 99, 03, 01, that era right there. And we still got some of that residue left in the city, too. Some people still subscribe to that, which I think is garbage. But the Nuggets are definitely um, hit a... A speed bump here, you know, um, you know, back to back losses against two teams that are I mean, one that was in fourth place, as Kyrie said, I left them in fourth. I don't know where they're at now. Uh, but then you look at the situation, a team that's pretty much in an all out tank mode and the Spurs, not a good look. You have other NBA things going on as well. The Lakers drop a game last night against the Knicks at home. Anthony Davis says, hey, I didn't do my job. Man, have you done your job for the most part for the last three years? I mean, we, you, whoever, whoever is your wardrobe, I mean, you helped them out, promoting what the hell you wearing on the sideline and stuff. But for the most part, have you done your job? But they dropped one to the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks has been hot. I mean, they got cooled off. Um, I think that's another team that kind of hit, you know, a little bit of wall. But that's more on Tibbs because, like I said, Friday, when we talked about it on Friday's show, he's the type of coach that you always want to pay attention to his teams in his third year. Because by his third or fourth year, you start to weigh on him. So, Knicks, I won't say that's a bad loss for L.A., but these losses are coming. Remember, before LeBron got hurt with this foot thing, remember what he said after passing Kareem. He said these next games are going to be the most important in his career. That's what he said. And what that means is that they know there's no margin for error. And this is going to be even more difficult with LeBron <clears throat> being out at least another week or two. It might not even be ready until a postseason or a play-in game if they find themselves in that situation so we'll look at the schedule tonight um uh, of course there's no college basketball game to uh, college basketball today uh, we got some hirings that I want to talk about too in college basketball but we'll take a look at the NBA schedule as well tonight as well here shortly golf wise Scotty Sheffer oh Scotty um He was number one. I don't know. I haven't kept up with the world rankings in golf, but I don't know if this puts him back at number one. But I know he's number one player in the world. But he won the Players' Championship. And um, this puts him in some rare company because he's the only player, I think only Jack Tiger and now him are the two, the three that's ever held the title of the Players' Championship and the Masters. Those are the only. Three golfers that's held that title uh, for the most part. So uh, props to Scotty as he's able to get the player champ. I was close. I mean, I think he finished his 17 under because uh, he really got hot. But I think the, the you know the next one to him, I don't know. I think it was 12 under because I said Friday it was going to be 15. I thought when we left out of here when you gave us the leaderboard update, you had had the leader at that time like at 10 under, and I figured pin placements. I thought it'd be 15, but Scotty did one better. And went to two, so he's gonna be and he's the defending champion of the Masters, and that's pretty much the next big tournament uh coming up on the horizon <clears throat> is the Masters. So he owns the players and the Masters and he'll be defending his title at the Masters. You can fat check me on that, but I do believe, you know, those are accurate uh stats that I gave in regards to him being the defending champ and holding that title. Only Jack and Tiger has held those two tournament champions at the same time. Um, in the same calendar year so you've got golf going on but today is again that tampering a legal tampering state which to me is just like let's do away with this you know I think this is an if I was commissioner, I'd be like we need to take two things to look at because we've got reconstruction of contracts as well also because we've got to get into that you know how we felt I felt about that compared to like you know that's only going to count $50,000 $50,000 for DAC next year on the salary cap Ex- Exaggerating, but it was something like $2 million. So I was commissioned to be like, hey, one thing we need to look at Do away with the salary cap And number two, this whole legal tampering period That lasts for 24 hours or 48 hours before you officially start Just do away with it I mean, they make up rules for the most part The, the, uh, the, the owners and everybody else does It's going on anyway I mean, it's tampering behind back channels and and all that going on. Anyway, a lot of people are putting that blame toward Lamar Jackson because the situation he's in, he doesn't have an agent. So if he had an agent, his agent would be able to handle these things and really be able to test the market on the back end and through back channels. And maybe they would have got a deal by now. There is some truth to that, but I don't really subscribe because I think there's other reasons why Lamar doesn't really have a deal yet from. The Ravens, it doesn't necessarily mean that his agent that he doesn't have or his agent is his himself and his mother, because like I told you all Friday, Darrell Revis negotiated a big contract, with one of the most frugal, cheap organizations in the league by Bill Belichick and the Patriots. He got them to fork up some one year money. Richard Sherman, same thing, represent himself. Did some decent deals, even when he went over to the end of his career with the 49ers. But the bottom line is this is the free agent period frenzy. And we've got a lot of stuff that's coming through the pipeline in regards to guys signing. Uh, Because when I first woke up today, this was going to be really according to the top 10 free agents out there. I wanted to take a list of that. uh, Take a look at that list with Jones. But now over the last few hours, since we're in that legal tampering stage, a lot of stuff is being leaked, and a lot of stuff has already been out there. Who signed? Who has attention to sign once they're able to here in the next 24, 48 hours? So I definitely want to take a look at that. Um, Deshaun Watson has reconstructed his contract. I want to hear from Jones what this is. What did it do? What did it free up? Is anybody on their radar, speaking of the Browns, that they're going to go out and target to go ahead and get? So this is that exciting time. I mean, as we get into March— Okay, and March Madness is here as we're midway through March, I should say. And the tournament's here. You also have NFL saying, hey, don't forget about us. We still run things. Y'all got the bracket. We'll let y'all have selection Sunday. But we're going to go ahead and leak this out in the free. And don't think that's by accident either, the way they schedule the whole free agency legal tampering period don't think they don't that is not by accident it's one of those things that they'll do it right after because if you really think about it this could be on friday and then have the weekend and say okay monday or tuesday but they know normally around this time it's march madness it's conference tournaments then you have a big deal cvs keep in mind they're partners they're partners with march with the ncaa and they're partners with the nfl so sometimes these two entities work with each other and the network step in and say hey we paying y'all a lot of money? Let's do it this way. And then they kind of schedule this. Because, again, the NFL, I've always said this is king, and it doesn't take too much of them to steal the headlines. Because uh, the there's no baseball, basketball. Depending on how many, like, there's certain years in basketball where you have some big-name guys that are going to be free agents during the summer, and that gets a lot of attention. But for the most part, there's no other sport that can, in their off season. Um, not really yet smack dab in their offseason because we just crowned a champion not too long ago, but really in their offseason that could still headline just for signing, just for free agent signings and maneuvers and, and things going on. Uh so we definitely want to take a look at that when we get back. Austin Eckler, running back for the Chargers, has requested a trade. I don't know what the updates on that is. I you know, Austin Eckler to me, I mean He's one of those I would like to see him in a different system and see what he could really do. Because I know a lot of people love him, but I think a lot he gets a lot of love because of fantasy football, in my opinion. he He's one of those guys that I feel that when I always say that fantasy football has really kind of ruined – most of football's fans outlook on how they judge individual guys on their talents. And I think a lot of people love him because he's been a fantasy, one of those fantasy guys. that really. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Austin Eckler, I think he plays fantasy football, if I'm not mistaken. He's one of those guys that pays attention to it. Uh, but he's demanded a trade out of the Chargers. Also, I want to take into, the you know, the, on the very cool, these haven't been big splashes. I mean, big drips. But the Eagles, the defending NFC champions, they're st- in the last couple weeks, they're st- since losing to the Super Bowl, they're steady getting picked off. I mean, there was a couple coaches. Now they've got one of their star linebackers that's leaving elsewhere to go to the NFC. I want to talk about that. So you listen to the Sports Grind. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. 877-374-7463 is your number. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Official sponsor of The Sports Cry. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos, 877-374-7463 is your number. All right, we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to check out what's the latest products, or you just want to order for same day delivery, you get it straight delivered to you. You can go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That's Specs, official sponsor of the sports grind and official partner of your Cowboys. And we'll see if they've done anything yet with that 30 million they freed up. If anything's coming to pipeline, I know Adam has some on Facebook Live, which I'll get to here shortly, Adam, and address it when we get into the football free agent frenzy legal tampering period. God, such a joke. Anyway, I've, you know, I've probably been more critical of the NFL this year than I have the whole 18, 19 years doing this. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's getting with old age, too, as well. I don't know. But let's touch on college basketball since we have the brackets set. Like I said, tomorrow – I'll go into more, giving you an idea who I've got going into the final four um, after I actually fill out my bracket tonight or tomorrow morning, and we'll break it more down. I kind of want to talk about some of the big lines, uh, stories that's coming out since we have it uh, you know, set, and I kind of alluded to it in the last segment, that Alabama is going to be the number one overall seed <clears throat> in the tournament. That's after dominating the SEC tournament in going away fashion. I mean, they didn't get tested really at all, in my opinion. And, again, I know this team is is under a lot of controversy and with Brandon Miller. And, look, man, I watched him more closely in this SEC tournament than even I did through the course of the season, um, paying attention to this team some. Um, the guys, look, he, he's he's legit. And this is why this is going to be very interesting on how NBA teams handle this. Uh, because we know what the situation is. We know what his involvement was. But when you look at this guy play, I mean, suppose he takes 500 jump shots after practice every day. He's been on this kick for years. That That's what the rumor has it from high school to college, and it shows. His jump shot, especially his three-point shot, it's effortless, man. I mean, you look like – because you know when you can tell that you got tired legs and you can understand that you have tired legs, but with, with, with him – it's just smooth it's butter. And you got to think, Texas A&M has been playing hot, at home or not. They were very hot coming in the SEC, team, uh, SEC tournament, and Alabama dominated them yesterday. Total domination, okay? Um, I've said it all along. I don't think there is a dominant, dominant college team is what we know it. Especially if you're in the age group of anywhere from 30 to 50 years old or older, you've seen some tournaments and seen some teams be like, that's just a a team that's going to be the beat. I don't think anybody's in this tournament that's dominant, but I'll tell you this, Alabama's the closest thing. And And I think their coach, Oates, he's like one of the guys that, in my opinion, he's doing a hell of a job at Alabama, but... He is the guy that probably, with his personality and the way he comes across, he's the guy that will feed into the rest of the nation rooting against this team once we start in March. Because what's going on out off the court? He he's just brat. He just he just comes across as an ass. To be honest with you, but their coaching—I mean, this guy got a technical foul yesterday after a three-point shot was hit in the second half. That really pretty much sealed. They—I mean, put him up almost a dub. But he had to get a technical foul because he's on the court down there, pump fisting and everything else. But the truth of the matter is, you know, when his first year there, they were a team that shot a lot of threes. Even even going into last year, there were a team that shot a lot of threes. And you know what? If they weren't going in, they couldn't win. If they were going in, they blow you out. The difference that I see with this Alabama team, they can beat you with defense. It's suffocating when they want to play. They can beat you with their bread and butter, which is a three point shot. And then they've got a couple guys, a point guard, and along with Brandon Miller, they got guys that can take it to the hoop and beat you off the dribble. They can beat you in three different ways. They can beat you with their defense if the shots aren't making it. They can beat you from the three point line and if they're really hot. I don't think there's anybody that's beating them. If if, you, if they're shooting any game that they're going to be shooting a minimum of fifty to sixty percent from the from the three point uh, area, the strike. I don't know who's in this tournament that's going to stop him. So they've got – he's in a short period of time, he's built his team. He's learned from pretty much what's been their Achilles the first couple years, post the Avery Johnson era. But it seems like in one offseason – and you know what, the transfer portals, I don't know how many they got, but this this allows everybody to play this game. But he switched his team to be that potent in in really one offseason. And there you go. They're the number one overall seed, won the SEC in the regular season, and they won it in the tournament. Okay? Um, Also, I want to go ahead and give, before I get in the negative side, talking to Carolina, I want to also tip my hat and give my flowers to Shaka. Okay? Because I think Shaka has redeemed his resume from what happened in Texas. We all know what he did at VCU then this is the guy that Texas wanted for whatever reason, recruiting, didn't have the connections, the wrong region, whatever you want to say. Um, everybody has their opinion, but it didn't work. And then he goes to Marquette, and really in his second year, they win the Big East, and I don't know what seed they got them coming in yet. And they're the two seed? Yeah, they're the two I mean, seed, and on. they're going to have Vermont in first and, and keep in mind, I told you, Marquette, if I'm not mistaken, Marquette was a team that was was picked to finish like fifth in the Big East this year. They, they wouldn't pick to win. They wouldn't a the top two pick to win the Big East. And to have the number two seed, as you tell me, the tournament, let's give old Shaka his just due. And I felt that it was something that was – you could tell by his reaction afterwards in some of these wins that he knows that his name took a little bit of hit because that was really his first spot that he went to. You know, really jumping on the scene with VCU that you could sit there and say, well, it didn't really work out or depends on how you judge success. So definitely want to give Shaka his flowers uh, as well. Uh, Props to Texas for winning the Big 12 outright. You know, now they've beaten Kansas twice now in the last week or two. Um, now of course you know Kansas didn't have Bill uh, Bill Self uh, in the Big Twelve tournament. He'll be back for the tournament, but I think you got to give props to Texas of what they went through this year with their coach situation to be able to rally around the intern coach and then basically go ahead and win the Big Twelve tournament. Um, also, um, you also have to look at speaking of Texas and Chris Beard, Ole Miss, uh, not Ole Miss. Um, is it Ole Miss? Well, who was it that made it official? Was Ole Miss that yeah, was it? Yeah, Ole, Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, Ole Miss made it official. They went in and hired Chris Beard. Uh, they made it official this morning. And if you missed last Thursday's show or Friday when we talked about it, uh, go look at the uh, – download the podcast. Go to sportsgroundonline.com and download that show. Because I was talking about this, and the way I looked at it is like, you know, really, if I'm an athletic director, you know, whether it was at the University of Texas, and I understand they have certain language and their contract and stuff about, you know – pretty much moral clauses, you know, how you conduct and Most universities do, and I understand you got to abide by that, but this is a situation where if I know that if he's not going to face charges, his significant other, whatever she was, long-time girlfriend, fiance, whatever she is, if she didn't want to press charges and Austin's not going to press charges, then really it comes down to Do why just let this guy go if he's just going to get hired less than a calendar year? especially in conference, which the Texas is going to be moving to the SEC after this year. It's just something the way I look at it, what are we doing? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just putting it out there. That's a legitimate question, especially when you come. And I'm telling you more of, I guess when I brought this topic up on Friday, I was even looking at more from a standpoint of being a donor a big-time donor, a big-time guy that's basically donating six-figure, seven-figure money to the University of Texas basketball program. And I understand that, you know, hey, this guy got involved. He put himself in a situation for this to even have the cops come in. I get it. I'm not trying to defend him. But the question I have, if I'm looking from the mind of a booster, then what? what then what's the point? What's the point? Uh, and, and so Ole Miss makes it official. Going on as well, too, uh, we talked about it Friday Patino, You know, St. John's, I'm pretty sure they're going to be announcing this pretty soon. I can't imagine, uh, especially at his age, in the stage where he's at his career, that he's going to choose not to go to St. John's, kind of staying in state to kind of stay at Iona. I doubt that very seriously. So I'm pretty sure that you're going to be hearing about that. Um, also, speaking of giving flowers to since I did Shaka, let me tip my hat and give my flowers to Memphis and Penny Hardaway, a.k.a. Little Penny and Little Penny. Uh, Memphis for, for they go and win the conference their conference title um, you know defeating number Houston the number one team in the country at the time what a lot of people believe that probably if they don't lose to Memphis they'll probably edge Alabama out for the number one overall team uh, but props to Penny you know some of these kids that Penny has on Memphis he's been coaching him coaching them since AU middle school. And these guys have grown up, and now you see the result of really what, I think this is probably his third year, I want to say, at Memphis, third or fourth season at Memphis. Uh, but for one, you know, they played Houston, uh, pretty much tight toward the end of the season. They lost that one. They got blown out early on because they played without their starting guard. You know, and Penny was able to go ahead and pretty, uh, you know, announce that because I know, <clears throat> you know, Houston was out their best player on the team. But he's like, hey, we played them without their best. It happened. They blew us out. You know, this though. So those team kind of split. But Penny... Props to him. He had no coaching experience whatsoever at the college level. I don't even I mean, the only thing he really coached was AAU. He had no experience whatsoever. And within his third year, after well, in his third or fourth year, he goes and wins a conference championship. And you know what that is a result of? Look at Georgia Tech. You know, they fired their coach Friday, and look who they're interested in and basically targeted uh Damon Stodemeyer. Now he's a guy that has been on. I believe he's been on some NBA benches as assistant for a while. But it, you're seeing a movement. I think in college basketball toward these guys that are kind of around my age, a little bit older. They're getting these jobs because they're the ones that can relate to this youth and go recruit. And, Bay, I, I promise you, that's kind of what Georgetown's looking at. You know now I think Georgetown I said it Friday, <clears throat> you know they fired Patrick Ewing, but I believe for the first time they got to look at going outside the family. But if you look at Georgia Tech looking at Damon Stoudemire, if you look at, you know, really what Penny Hardaway's been able to do with Pen, uh Memphis. I think you're seeing a little bit thought process different when you're looking at the type of coach where what I'm saying is I don't know how much premium is going to really be put on experience coaching wise com- uh, compared to Recruits and how connected Are you in to the AAU game How many kids do you know That's in the McDonald's That's going to be McDonald's All Americans That's really where we're going When you see the success Now you see the data Of what uh, Penny Hardaway Was able to do at Memphis 877-374-7463 Now let's look at Some of the Some of the uh, People that got left at the altar Starting with North Carolina Okay Um I've been saying for weeks that they have an opportunity to make history, Uh, being the first team uh, that was a preseason AP number one team, went to the finals last year. Pretty much some of the same people coming back and they total missed the tournament altogether, just altogether missed it. Well, that was kind of expected, you know, when they went out in the ACC tournament. But I think what happened after that has caused a little bit of pushback, and rightfully so. And that comes down to them declining the invitation to play in the NIT tournament. Okay, Um, It's unacceptable, uh, for one. Um, Look, I I know how most people pretty much go ahead and view the NIT tournament. I understand that. But when you have a situation where you are North Carolina— okay, and you already know where the season's going, but you miss out and you don't do well in the ACC tournament, you haven't really done well all year and you get a invite to the NIT tournament and you turn that down, that's not good. That's not good. And if you look at former college coach and Hall of Famer and I've never been a big fan of Tom Penders uh, but he kind of ripped into Hubie and uh, Hubert Davis and North Carolina in t- on Twitter. Uh, and I'll just paraphrase it, don't have it up, but just saying that this is a disgrace. And he kind of took Hubie to task because he was like, hey, you know, I think he released a statement and said, well, the team really didn't really play consistent all year and didn't play that hard. And he really took no onus of saying, hey, this is on me and the coaching staff. I mean, Tom Penders really went into him, and I think that is a slap in the face. It is a disgrace. I mean, that's taking your ball and going home. Like, look, man, you didn't qualify for the big field. You've got to take that bit. I've seen Jim Calhoun, former UConn coach, I've seen UConn lick his wounds and go play in the NIT tournament. If I'm not mistaken, I think I've seen Jim Boeheim take Syracuse and play in the NIT tournament. My point is you've had some big programs, whether you want to call them Blue Bloods or whatever, you've had some big programs that have taken the invitation after having a disappointing season. Because what people have to remember, especially you young cats, The NIT tournament was first before it was the field of 64-62. The NIT tournament was the original tournament, okay, before they were calling it March Madness. It's a disrespect, and I do agree with Tom Penders. The committee, they're going to remember this, and they should remember it because it's not like Carolina. You can't – it's not like Davis can sit there and say, oh, we got screwed. We did this, and they don't want to put us in the field because it's Tar Heel hate, whatever you want to – no, man, they didn't play good all year. They were a disappointment all year. And make no mistake about it, too, before we get this tournament started. The ACC has been pretty much uh, booty juice this year. It's not that good. Virginia's up and down. I mean, look at Duke. I mean, Duke was pretty much down. I mean, for the most part, inconsistent for the most part this year. They started playing better toward the end. I give them that. They go in and win the ACC tournament, and they get the fifth seed. Come on. When was the last time you known... Even going back to Coach K, when's the last time you known Duke to win the ACC tournament? And then they basically don't get better than fifth. seed? that lets you know what the committee thinks of the ACC in general, anyway. You know, now they might make a you know good showing in this tournament. I don't know, but they <clears throat> they have not to their standards. Hasn't been a good program. I mean, a good conference this year. But shame on Carolina. Okay, shame on them. Dean Smith is rolling around in his grave right now. Michael Jordan, James Worthy, rolling around in their graves. Dean's really actually passed, by the way. I mean, come on, man. I mean, what is that? I mean, that's equivalent to, like, uh, can you imagine? And, and it's not getting that much pushback. I mean, Tom Pender, he's old school. I think he was a coach at University of Texas for a while, too. I think he was before Rick Barnes, if I'm not mistaken. You have to think can you imagine cuz it's not getting that much blowback but it should Could you imagine if Alabama let's say they the, the year like they don't qualify for the 14 playoff which has happened a few years a couple years And can you imagine the pushback if Nick Saban decided well we're not going to the Sugar Bowl We're not going to go to whatever bowl that they asked we're, we're just not going to go and, it, and can you imagine it would be total outrage across all platforms if they did that. And let me tell you something. North Carolina, uh, you know, other than last year, by going to the finals before that, I, I mean, it's been a while. I mean, they've been title contenders, but it's been a few years. I mean, it's not like this is a team, you know, that's in it every year. You know, I don't. You know, Roy's last few years, he went to some final fours and stuff. But this is just totally an embarrassment, and I think there should be other coaches outside of just Hall of Famer, old school coaches like Tom Pender that needs to step up and rip them. And this is something that even I would believe that the University of North Carolina needs to put in their feather cap too. In looking at the head coach and Hubie Davis, Hubert Davis, and looking at this because it's not a good look for the university. It's not. You're talking about a historic, probably, honestly, one of the best ran college basketball programs in the country for the last 30 years. If you had to pick, I mean, it's them, it's Duke. I mean, and you could take your pick or whoever else you want to fill in there, too. But this is just it's unacceptable. And I thought about that. I'm like, you know, can you imagine? I mean, it's not enough outrage, in my opinion, for it. It's not enough outrage. And he does have some explain to do. And his statement was was half assed for the most part. It didn't even make sense. It's just basically taking your ball and going home and crying over spilt milk. That is, that is an embarrassment. And like I said, the NIT was around before this tournament. slapping the face to that committee. 87737 grind is your number? participate you are listening to the sports grind today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. get a dose we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott online studios Calvin Casey Jonas Clark producing it's been the one and twos we'll be back when life sounds too much like this it's time to consider more of this sometimes a little shift is all you need a dose of perspective dos equis lager get a dose enjoy dos equis responsibly copyright 2021 imported by cervezas mexicanas white plains new york